Beyond the Bench, a podcast sponsored by, and in conjunction with, Gordon Leadership Services. Beyond the Bench is a podcast done by ADs for ADs. Every week in this podcast, three Iowa high school athletic directors talk about current program issues we are dealing with, special moments we've had, a quote of the week, some hot topics, and we will, of course, have some fun along the way talking about things happening with our family and friends. We'll talk with special guests, including athletic directors currently doing the job, retired ADs, and people we work with inside and outside of the school who help to make our program successful. I'm Todd Gordon, currently at Des Moines Roosevelt High School, and I'll be joined by Scott Jarvis from Ankeny Centennial High School and Aaron Stecker from Cedar Rapids Kennedy High School. All three of us have taken different paths to our current positions, but we believe our separate journeys will make our discussions interesting and informative for ADs from schools of any enrollment size. All three of us have been active in the Iowa High School Athletic Directors Association. I currently serve as the president of the IHS ADA, and Scott and Aaron are both recent past presidents. All three of us hold certifications from the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association, the NIAAA, with Scott being a certified Master Athletic Administrator, and Aaron and myself holding our Certified Athletic Administrator certifications. We hope you enjoy the podcast, and if you have any questions, current situations, or concerns you are dealing with in your program, and you would like us to discuss them, feel free to email us. Our email address is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. That email address again, and this is all one word, is beyondthebenchgls at gmail.com. And now let's get to today's podcast. morning, good afternoon, or good evening, everyone, and uh, this is episode 17 of Beyond the Bench, and uh, thanks for listening, and uh, we're going to get uh, right into it today. We've got Scott and Aaron here, and uh, we may possibly lose Scott a little bit. We've lost him a couple times trying to get started. Uh, freaky internet over there in Newton, I guess, today, Scott, <laughs> so we'll do what we can, but uh, no worries. we are pleased to have... AD from Pella with us today, Dale Audi. And uh, so welcome, Dale. Glad to have you with us. Glad to be here. Very good. So, you know, we got, we're, got about, we're talking today, we're going to, you know, get into some youth sports feeder programs. And, um, you know, Pella has been a, a strong, strong program. And um, so we, we invited Dale on because we know they've got some things going on over there. And, um like all of us, I mean, we've got some things all over the board too. But um, obviously, with the program Bella has, they've they've had some success that way too. So, um, Dale, glad to have you here. And uh, first off, just for our listeners, why don't you just take us through a little bit? You know, your path, kind of where you've been uh, through your journey, uh, getting to where you are right now. Yeah, um, yeah, it's great to do this, guys. I, I uh, appreciate the opportunity. Um, this is my eighth year at Pella High School. Uh, as the athletic director. Uh, it's been a great, great eight years. Um, before that, I was the athletic director at Saydell High School for four years, and that was my first uh, athletic director's job uh, in about uh, 2007 to 2011. And then before that, I was a uh, business ed teacher and a soccer and basketball coach at Valley High School for about seven years. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my teaching route. Um, I've got... Uh, got three beautiful kids and a beautiful wife, uh, three young kids. I got a soon to be nine and six and three year old. So they keep me busy. Mm. And, um, as you guys know, how all that works with this job, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, but, uh, no, and, and, and Aaron and I often talk up when we see each other, how we, uh, kind of got our start together. We remember back in the old days at, at hotel Fort Des Moines, um, sitting mm-hmm. together in our first uh, convention and just, uh, talking about, uh, I think our eyes were kind of wide open at the time, and and uh, well, look where we're at now. So what uh, what did we get ourselves into? 
Yeah, that was uh, great. I was thinking about that at our convention here just a few weeks back about, you know, we were taking LTI courses that first weekend we were there and we were catching dinner at the restaurant there or the, the, the pub right next door and just looking at each other like, what, what the heck is going on with this? Um, so <laughs> been, been around each other for a while. Good to have you, Dale. Yeah, great. Yeah. Well, and uh, Dale, we always like to kind of ask people, but you know, what are the one, two, three things, maybe the top things you've kind of taken away from, from your stops. I mean, what, what gets you up in the morning going back to Pella high school to do this job now? Um, it's a great, it's a great school district. Um, it's just, I don't know. It, it's, it's a challenge. It's a motivation to keep doing your best. Um, you know, you want to, you want to help provide, help encourage, help just be around, uh, the best experience you can have for student athletes, uh, whether it's helping out the coaches in some way, shape or form, or, uh, making sure your facilities and events are running the best that they can be. You just kind of want to keep on your toes because, uh, there was tradition long before I was at Pella high school. And so you just want to, you want to maintain that tradition and that, that, uh, experience, uh, for the future. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. quite a torch you're carrying there for sure. That's no doubt. It's got some pretty heavy hitters come through that alumni wise for sure. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, this year you, uh, I believe was that you started teaching. Was this your first experience with that at the convention this year, teaching a class? Yes. Uh, it was an awesome experience. Uh, that's been kind of one of the things that's rejuvenated me a little bit too, is, is, uh, it's a, just a different step, a different direction where I feel like I'm now in the path of, uh, of, uh, not only helping out my school, but just helping out fellow peers. I think that's the next challenge for me. Um, you know, I recall being at, uh, at, at the district ADs meetings and, and, uh, uh, this was a year or two ago and, and the number of ADs that had more than, I want to say 10 years experience. I think there was only about eight or nine of us. Oh boy. And, and you got that, that hit me, that hit me pretty good. And, and, uh, I thought, well, geez, I was only 40 years old at the time, too. I shouldn't be one of the old guys yet. Um, but uh, guess what? I'm one of the old guys, I think. So, uh, <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's I've uh, been looking for some new motivations, and I thought teaching a class, and, and I took uh, a class last summer with, with you guys to learn how to teach, and uh, it, it, it was just a great experience to be able to help and mentor and, and uh, teach that class. It kind of brings that vibe of your teaching teaching days back, and uh, really enjoyed teaching that 504 class. Yeah, I was I was super excited to have you and Tim jump on board and and teach class. Uh, you're going to bring some great things as an instructor, uh, Dale, and and that's why we're excited to bring you on. And, and that it's it's just fun to get up there and and just facilitate conversations with ads and just let them get going and learn from them and learn from each other. It's I've really come to enjoy that, Dale. I know you did, and we talked about that. And want to thank you for for becoming an instructor for us. That's fantastic. Yeah, I enjoyed it very much. Look forward to doing it again. Great. Well, we're gonna we're gonna dive right in here, and, and we're gonna start. We always have you know talk about leadership a lot. That's obviously a lot of what this podcast is. But um, uh, many have seen maybe, and I've a book I've started reading called "A Hundred Times Leader." A uh, hundred X Leader is the title of the book, but it's hundred time, and it's the subtitle is "How to Become Someone Worth Following," and I pre-ordered this book when it came out. I got an email on it and thought, well, I'm going to get that. And, and uh, so I ordered it and it came oh, a couple weeks ago. And then two of us moving and all that, I just picked it up last week and started it. And I tell you, guys, it uh, it's changing how I'm looking at things. And uh, because it's really reflective, uh, makes you really look at yourself. And uh, it kind of starts – with leading yourself. That's a lot of what it's started off with here in the first 70 to 80 pages. But the quote I want to have us talk about today, and I want our listeners to kind of really, really gather and uh, think through this is, is this, is that if you don't include self-leadership or family leadership, you will never truly fulfill your true potential or function at the higher levels of influence. And that is sobering. Mm -hmm. You know, you really step back and look at that. And I don't want to start all heavy, but I, I just think it's, as we're talking about leadership and, and uh, 
it, it just comes down to the fact that we have to include leading ourselves in that and our family. And if we don't, we aren't going to fulfill our true potential or be able to function at the highest levels of leadership. So let's chew on that a little bit. Um, Aaron, you've seen it. You know, what's that speak to you about there? Boy, I don't know what. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to attack the family leadership part of that, I think. Um, it, it, with what I, one of the things I thought of when you sent that quote to us, I took a look at that. I think you, did you tweet about that one yesterday morning? Maybe that's when you got my head. Yeah. Yeah. That one, but yeah. I'm going to take on the family leadership part. Um, you know, we heard Steve Duncan talk about that and, and, and we've, we've heard the other leaders in our, our state and uh, in our districts and, and, and beyond that it, it, with our national experiences and things like that. People talk about the, the profession of being a, a an athletic administrator, being a lifestyle. Uh, and I, you know, I've heard, I've heard this put it, it, it this whole being an AD and, and being a leader is a, is a three, three legged stool. Uh, and that family leadership part of making a, making your family a part of what you're doing is one of those legs. And if that's not in balance, and if you aren't taking the time to, um, to be a positive influence, to be a, a listening ear for your, for your spouse, for your kids uh, in your house, because you're so focused on the basketball game, the soccer game, the, the student leadership group, the parent uh, issue you have going on with your, uh, you know, X, X, Y, or Z program and you're bringing that home with you and not leading it home and being there for them and, and listening to what they've got going in their lives and celebrating their successes with them, you're going to be out of balance and out of whack and you can't be um, an effective leader. Uh, and that's a big word for me. I, I, I try to use that word an awful lot. I remember early on um, taking leadership on the school. I'm talking my, with my mentor, Dr. Wozinski and Mary says to me, I said something about being efficient. And she looks at me just square dead in the eyes and says, Aaron, I don't want you to be efficient. I want you to be effective. Mm -hmm. And I, th and I think about that family leadership part, I can come home and, and check the boxes and do the dishes and help with homework and check in quick with everybody and then get back to my work. But that's not be that's checking boxes and being efficient uh, in the house instead of being effective, which is digging in and, and how their days go and getting dirty with your family in terms of uh, helping them manage the tough stuff they're going through. And, and we're tired and it's hard sometimes to do that but if we're not doing it we're out of balance and out of whack and it will bother us the next day at school and then we can't be effective at school so that's that what that's how that one hit me to start with mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, dale what do you what do you think when you saw that quote what's that what's that say to you uh well i'd say you're hitting me right between the eyes there on that one he said that one i didn't have much time to look at it compared to, to probably aaron but it's that's a hundred percent right and i i think that's a that's a daily struggle. That's um, to, to not go home and have, uh, you know, change attitudes completely, you know, where, or, or not just have that time where you can uh, mellow out a little bit before you get home. I mean, as soon as you walk in the door or the kids get dropped off here, in my case, they get dropped off here, here at school. And uh, you got that dad hat on uh, while you're doing the AD stuff while you're in your building. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, you got frustrations of the day, then, obviously you want to, you want to love on your kids too. So that's, um, that's pretty tough. And, and I, to this day, that's, you know, I remember I had the privilege of working with Steve um, Duncan at Valley high school. I was a coach for him and, and uh, worked there for seven years. And uh, when I got my master's and I started looking around for opportunities, he's right to that. I, I remember that to this day. He said, Dale, you've got to understand it, it's a lifestyle. And at the time I wasn't married and didn't have any kids. And I thought, okay, I can, all right, I'll figure it out. But, you know, as I mentioned before, with, with three young ones and a, and a wife and, and, you know, 12 years later, it, that, that's a lot different. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, yeah it's, it's, that's something I need to work on, I'll admit, uh, of being a leader and taking care of myself, my health, and then uh, taking care of business at home. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I uh, I think Dale, I kind of pretty much hit it on the head. I go, it that, that uh, quote really kind of slaps you across the face because uh, I'm not great at that at all. Um, you know, uh, I'm always just uh, in awe of both you and Aaron. I hear you guys 
talking about reading all the time <laughs> and and you got such good stuff and i and i'm glad that i'm you know get to to talk with you about it because i don't do a, probably a good enough job of sitting down and, and reading books and and trying to improve in that regard um, i'm lucky enough to have some really good people around me <laughs> that can read <laughs> and, I can, and i can uh kind of learn from you guys um but the family that's always a struggle for me too i mean um you know, we're, we're doing so many things all the time. And, um, I'm so grateful for the time I, you know, over spring break, I got to go and spend the week down in Florida with my family, which I was really grateful and thankful for. Um, I guess that's one thing that as athletic directors, we really need to be mindful of and grateful, um, that we do have such great families. Cause as you guys know, it's not, uh, it's not easy to be the, the, you know, the kid of an, uh, of an AD, whether it's you have to discipline kids at games or do out a good conduct violation. Uh, unfortunately, your kids get to feel that every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that uh, that's not always fun for our kids. And, and sometimes it can be a struggle for them. And <laughs> I know talking to my son who graduated, I know that wasn't always his favorite time to when he had to listen to people you know, complain about his dad coming down on him. So, uh, yeah, it's a, that's a struggle for me. And, and it's something I definitely need to work on. Um, you know, but I guess it goes back to, I, I just had the, a great opportunity this weekend. We had um, two former student athletes from Ankeny Centennial. One's playing soccer at the University of Minnesota and one's playing at um, the University of Nebraska. And we hosted a scrimmage with those two universities and hmm. it just struck me how <clears throat> thankful and grateful all those student athletes are and and they play at such a high level but you know one thing I'd really thought about and really needed to reflect on myself was just that thankfulness and gratefulness for having the opportunity to do what I do um, and having the impact that we can have on kids each and every day but then making sure that I can do that with my own kids too. And again, as you guys know, it's, it's hard to do. And, and you hear, you hear all these ADs get up and talk, you know, when they're retired and they go, God, I relied on my wife. I relied on my family a lot to do a lot for me. And uh, you know, it's, we always listen to that God, we need to do that. And then it's, it's always a struggle to get that done. So I just really need to make an effort to, to be better at that. One day at a time, you know, that's all we that's do. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little better today than we were yesterday. It doesn't have that's to, right. you know, it's, it's one step at a time. But, and I think that's the thing I just want to, you know, as we kind of leave this topic and get into the meat of what we're going to talk about here, I just, you know, those of you listening, don't, don't beat yourself up. Um, but just really think about the areas where you can lead yourself better. And because we all want to influence our coaches and ultimately our kids in such positive ways and, and uh, get them to the next level. Um, but we got to do ourselves too. So just think about those ways where you can maybe get better. You can lead yourself a little bit better. And then obviously don't forget about your family. You know, the other thing we'll say about the family, just think about, and uh, you know, Dale, if your kids are getting dropped off there at your office and Pell at the high school, boy, they've got a chance to, and I know they do, you know, just be around some of the best young people they could ever be around mm -hmm. and you know, see them day in and day out. So they, our kids also, even though, you know, we're working what we're working and, you know, mine are gone now um, out of the house, but <clears throat> if we got young kids and, and they're around those, those uh, older student athletes, what great role models. So that's a blessing in itself too. Yeah, uh, that is the fun. There is some fun to that where, you know, they get a great view of, of games and stuff like that. And they get to check out practices behind the scenes and they get to see the, uh, yeah, great student athletes. We've had some great performers over the years and she gets to know them by and they know who she is. And so that's really cool. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that's just fun to be a part of. Well, I think the other thing we're doing there, too, is that when our kids are seeing us they're I mean, they're seeing us work. They're seeing us be, you know, do what we do. And I think that's a great platform too. So, um, you know, we're still parenting, even though we're doing the AD, we're, 
we're still we're setting an example. I guess what I'm trying to say. So yeah, we are. I don't take that lightly either. So um, hey, everybody, well done, and uh, everyone out there is listening. Just keep doing what you're doing, and just a little bit better day by day. Well, hey, we're going to dive in now to uh, a subject. We're going to talk about youth sports, feeder programs. Um, and, you know, this is a, a, you know, it's just gotten so big uh, for us. And, you know, we're going to talk about maybe what our role should be. Um, maybe some of the programs we have going is what we're going to talk about too. This came uh, from Ryan Sweeney from Bondurant Farrar. Uh, sent an email to us and, I'm just going to read just a little bit about, about what he said as we get this going. He said, one topic I would be interested to hear your perspective on is how you navigate youth sports in your school and community. What is the interaction or connection with the school, um, between the elementary, the middle school, the high school? Uh, he asked if they have to rent facilities. How do the head coaches or coaches fit in with the youth levels? Um, experience that have worked, what hasn't worked? and just kind of maybe what the youth sports structures are. So um, heavy topic, kind of a, a, a big topic from Ryan, uh, but we're going to try and tackle a little, a little bit tonight. So um, let's start off, you know, maybe just talking about the connection that we have, we have in our different, you know, schools or areas we've seen. Um, I'm going to touch a lot on the Harlan model. I invited Mitch on, but Mitch is at a birthday party with his uh, grandson tonight. Uh, so he couldn't join us, but being at Harlan for four years, I saw a pretty good model there and experienced that myself as a coach. Uh, so I'll throw a lot in with that tonight too, because I think that's a, a pretty model program. So um, Aaron, what about the connection with the school with candy, your feeder programs? How's that look uh, over there in Cedar Rapids? Well, um, it's, it's interesting. We've got our true feeder programs and, and all three high schools, Wash, Kennedy, and Jeff have all got, uh, you know, our junior Cougar, junior warrior, junior Jayhawk programs. And that's our primary focus. Um, so I guess I'll stick to that. But before I get to that, I'll, we, we also have some of our higher end kids, you know, being in the, in the Cedar Rapids, Iowa city area. Um, there are higher end youth sports for those kids who are really competitive or, or maybe advanced that are more the all-star model. Um, programs and we certainly have kids get engaged in those but our primary focus is to try to get our kids involved in our our junior cougar programs um at kennedy and i said washington jeff do the same thing and so we try to really partner with those groups um some of our head coaches are really good at being connected with connected with those programs um uh i think it depends if they have kids in their own i think my head coaches who have been really engaged in those youth programs they're they're super engaged while their kids are also involved with it um, you know, playing third, fourth, fifth grade basketball or volleyball or soccer in those programs. Um, so I think as head coaches, uh, the more engaged they are, the stronger that connection is. Um, but we really try to cater to them, um, work hard to give them a priority to use our facilities whenever our facilities are available so that they're in our building, um, uh, engaged in, in our school uh, community as much as possible. Um, trying to think where all to start on this um i guess that's i'll we'll, we'll go connection school first i guess and you can route us different directions there todd um but what we try to do is have our head coaches will go meet with like, like the end of the basketball seasons or the softball baseball seasons they'll meet with those coaches they'll have coaching clinics with those coaches hey here's how we do things at kennedy here's the drills we want you to guys to really be using uh as much as possible try to get those fundamentals uh using the same language uh the same terminology and get them using those in our third fourth and fifth grade levels so that as they move through um it's not new to them when they get to the high school the one issue we have here and then i'll kick it to somebody else to talk a bit is um we don't have true middle school programs uh so when they get to the middle school uh it, they, there's kind of a break or a hiatus in there because like kennedy i'll pull middle school kids from four different middle schools uh None of them are true feeders. So we have them geared into to Kennedy Cougar way, third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade, but then they get to seventh and eighth grade and and they might still be in the junior Cougar program, but now they're playing middle school sports and they're playing with a bunch of kids who might come to Kennedy, may go to Wash or Jeff. And so we have this break in the middle and it's hard to keep that continuity going from what we got them going with third through fifth and sixth grade 
they take the break and now we got to kind of refresh them against freshmen. It's a unique struggle we have to get through. Mm-hmm. But I'll let others get going on that part of it first. Dale, what's that like? What look like in Pella uh, as far as your, you know, maybe your little Dutch programs getting connected with your high school programs? Yeah, so we don't really we don't have like a major umbrella that everything is underneath it. Uh, in fact, we're kind of we're kind of scattered a little bit to be honest. Um, you know, we've got our city offers rec youth programs, you know, in football and basketball and soccer, um, and then you know, probably the next biggest. Uh, uh, or the next couple big ones would be would be our basketball and soccer areas. So we have a Pella Soccer Club, um, and uh, they just they just uh, joined a relationship with the uh, Iowa Rush this past year. So it's I think it's called South South Central Rush. Uh, so there's a club program option there uh, for kids to play soccer, and, that, and that's been that's been a huge success uh, with with participation. Um, basketball wise, I guess we've had. Um, past two years and we're, we're working progress with the Pella Hoops Club and uh, we sat down with our coaches uh, about two years ago two summers ago and just said you know what let's let's try to steer a little bit and let's try to help help our programs uh, help our, our future our kids coming because what we were seeing was basically uh, I mean there were some private options and some good private options um, but at the same time it was kind of like you know just moms and dads grabbing some kids and going playing in tournaments mm-hmm and, and so I guess some of the flavor that I got coming in you know, four, five, six years ago was, well, whoever those kids get on a team, you're kind of, I guess, in a roundabout way, you're saying, well, here's the high school basketball players in, in the fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And, and so that always kind of bothered me about what about the kid that's the late bloomer or the develop, you know, late developer um, that, you know, just wants a chance to play ball. Um, and, and what about just some, some across the board coaching where, our head coaches, our head basketball coaches can get involved and, and have some clinics and, and get involved. Um, so that's, that's still early. You know, like I said, this is the second basketball season with the Pella Hoops Club. Uh, and it's coming around, got some things to work on and, and, and develop. But like anything, when it's beginning, you, 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 you learn from it and you uh, try to get some chemistry going. So um, as far as baseball, we baseball and softball, we got the little leagues. Uh, we got, we got little league. And then uh, I know our, our coaches are really getting involved with coaches clinics and youth clinics now this spring. Uh, and that's been on the rise the past couple of years just to get that connection, to get that resource. I think that's the biggest thing I'm trying to, trying to see is just our coaches being available uh, and, 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 you know, either creating opportunities or just being available for conversations and, and how to's. This is how we do it at Pella high school. Here's the, either the terminology or the, uh, fundamentals that, that your kid's going to use that when they come to junior high and play sports and then the high school and play sports, there's some flow. Um, we've got a, a Pella volleyball club uh, as well. Uh, and our coaches are tied in with that. And there's, there's some uh, instruction and communication there. Uh, and then again, in the second year too, we've started uh, the Pella track club. Uh, one of our coaches and, and uh, Scott church bar middle school AD uh, is really involved with that. And that's taken off like crazy too. So um uh, so that's, you know, there, there's over a hundred elementary kids off for Pella track club. Wow. Mm. So it's, it's phenomenal. Awesome. So, um, Pella wrestling club, that's been around for many, many years. And again, just try to encourage that coach connection, um, to, uh, you know, they use our facilities and, and, um, yeah, it, it's, there's probably not one overarching umbrella. We're kind of all over the place a little bit, but, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're trying to be more involved and, have our coaches communicate and work with those to kind of steer a little bit better. It's, it sounds like you've really got a good, good base there. Sorry. The probably the number one thing is just p- people want to be involved. We also got facilities too. Uh, mm-hmm. our, our community, they, they, they opened up the Pella sports park. Oh, three, four, three, four years ago now where you got uh, ball diamonds and soccer fields. Um, available and we got it we have a Pella soccer complex so it's a it, it starts with our community as well just <clears throat> from, from the city level and from the um from the, the uh just the people supporting initiatives that will provide great facilities for our kids to play on yeah oh that's so important you got that great stuff great stuff so uh, i'm gonna jump in here scott just a yeah, minute no but worries. when uh <laughs> 
you talk about, you know, your head coach involved. If, if those, you know, Pella teams, you, you don't charge them any rent, do you, for using your facilities? If they're open, they can use them? So we, we have our, our, our fee structure. It's, there's, there's different tiers. But no, for, for most, if it's a Pella youth organization, it's benefiting our Pella kids. And it's within the time frames where we have people in our buildings and things are open. Now there, there, there's no charge. Now we do have fee structures for other things, such as where it's where it's paid opportunities, where people are getting paid to play, and or or, or, or uh, coaches are, are charging or whatever. You know, there there's a, a structure for that. Um, but yeah, for our for our uh, for example, our hoops club, our Pella hoops club. Obviously, that's through our coaches. That's that's 100% Pella kids. Uh, we're not charging for that. Yeah, the only way we'd charge is if it's a uh, it's a weekend thing, and there just has to be someone here to, you know, kind of man the facility, if you will, or just be available. Yeah, that sounds sounds pretty consistent. I think with a lot of people how they work it. Yep. Yeah. Well, Scott, what about Ankeny? Maybe Newton? I don't know what you want to touch on, yeah. but uh, what are some of the well, I've had you've seen. I think if I was going to kind of just gel all the programs I've had the opportunity to work with, I think it's, um, and, and Dale's alluded to it a little bit already, is when, when we've had head coaches that have been involved and really created a vertical articulation of skills that kids need to develop as they come through uh, the youth programs, um, and we're, we're really focusing on skill development versus playing games, um, and we and we have youth coaches who um, focus that their energy and passion on developing skills versus winning games. I think that's when you see um, the development of the kids when they get to the high school level and you see some success. Um, I think it has a lot to do with that. And I think at, at each place I've been, when we've had either, you know, no matter what it was, if we had an over, like when I was in Minneapolis, we had an over you know, an umbrella, you know, Burnsville Athletic Club that, you know, had their hands in all the different sports and everybody went to them. If we had coaches that were involved, you know, instructing and letting their youth coaches know what they needed and what skills needed to be, be developed. We had youth coaches who really focused on developing skills versus like, you know, we're going to win the third grade <laughs> national championship, you know, because um, yeah. we, you know, we've all seen those people that go crazy and, throw chairs at a third grade basketball game um it, it gets crazy but if we can really you know we talk about you know when they're talking to our youth coaches why are you doing what you do if it's if it's not to d- develop those kids and make them not only better players but better people um just like we ask of our high school coaches um but at the end of the day i think if it has those components the, the, the head coach showing interest you know instructing coaches on what they want to see, giving them that vertical articulation of skills that need to be developed by the time they get to the high school. Um, and then you've got, you know, youth coaches who are, you know, focused on that and developing kids versus all about the winning. I see you, I think you see those teams in high school be successful. And I know there's a lot of different models. I don't, I guess it doesn't really model uh, depend on, I mean, we're, depending on what model you run, just that you have good people that are doing the right things to develop skills um, so that when kids get to the high school level that they can see success. Yeah, I I think you have summed it up, I think, great. Plus, don't tell me you don't read. You just threw out the term vertical articulation. articulation. I know, I love that I I mean, I wrote that down. I mean, that's – I've got a couple uh, words I use that are multi-symbolic and everything. It's crazy. I, I just want to let you guys know I looked that up in the dictionary tonight so I can use it. Well, you fit it in perfect. I don't know. You studied that. I know. I'm good. I used it in a sentence and everything. I was all prepared yeah. for tonight. Yeah. We're all impressed. That's good. Well, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to piggyback on that head coach because I think, you know, that's probably I, – I think we could talk around this all we want. But I think if we can get our head coaches involved in in their programs, really, and they're working with um, with those feeder programs and the the youth, and like you said, developing skills. Um, I'll go back to Harlan. I said I was going to mention that, and this is always one of the things I talk about. Um, is 
my son, we were there when AJ was there. He was there in elementary school. And every Sunday afternoon, you would go to the practice football field and they would play flag football. And all the coaches were there, the high school coaches, and they had, they had divided these fifth and sixth graders, fourth graders into teams, fourth grade team, fifth grade team, sixth grade team. It was all Harlan kids. And, of course, they're coached by the high school kids. But all the coaches are there. Coach Blatt is just sitting there, and the assistants are there. And it was just a, it was a fantastic afternoon. And they had fun. And they were just – they were just learning the game of football and they weren't, you know, they weren't putting pads on. And I still remember because it happened shortly before we left um, in 2005, they had gone to coach Platt and said, Hey, we want to start tackle football in the elementary. And he was adamant not to. Hmm. Uh, and some guys did it anyway. And coach Platt <laughs> was so mad. Uh, when that happened because uh, that was kind of the end of the era you know when maybe the the youth football was just starting to take off and get going and um so, but that was just such a great fundamental thing that they were doing there and it, it just kind of ended right just like just like that can and I, that's kind of can be frustrating as an ad because there's so many things you can't control at the youth level and somebody can just start something and all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a second. What's your goals? What's your philosophy? Um, and I don't know if you guys want to chime in on this too, but you know, are these leagues? Do they have a board, or is it just a person uh, that wants to do it? Um, and, and so there's just such limit. And they want to use your facilities, but maybe if you don't really necessarily jive with what what they're all about, you know, I, mm-hmm. it's it's just interesting. Where yeah, anybody can basically start about anything, and it's like, well, hold on a second. I think that's just the importance of. Um, your coaches, uh, your head coaches, just try to make connections, mm-hmm. uh, especially with some of the well-developed organizations, because if they see that, to use Scott's term, vertical, what was it, articulation. There you go. See, Good job, Dale. If, if, they, if, they, if they see that the school <laughs> is on board with that organization, I think that gives you more viability. So, um, you know, we went through that with the, with the basketball thing a couple of years ago, is, is how do we organize uh, and how do we make this, you know, it's going to have the Pella name on it, Pella High School name on it, Pella School's name on it, I guess. Um, and, and so how how are we going to make things work and make it look like, hey, this is a first-class thing and our coaches are on board? And, and uh, yeah. yeah, it's just, you know, what's the decision-making process like uh, and who's making those decisions? You know, I, I, I guess our head coaches aren't involved on the day-to-day thing. They're more of an advisory-type people. So it's not like you have to – they have to – run the thing but maybe some organizations that works where the head coaches run it uh so i'd be curious to hear i'd be curious to hear that from you guys is head coaches run things or do you turn it over a board and be an advisory i think there's a little bit of both of that here just uh to kind of spin off that with you dale uh along those same lines it's when you talk to your coaches about do they want to get engaged with it or not or what where do they want their role to be the one thing we can keep emphasizing to them is ad to get to exactly what you were just talking about, Dale, is look, head coach, you can either get involved and get engaged in this some way, shape, or form and have some influence on how it's going to go or somebody else is going to. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in the absence of leadership, something's going to fill the void, and, and you don't know what that, that something's going to be. So we're better off to be involved with it on the front end uh, yeah. and engage with it on the front end and have some impact on the philosophy versus um, – <clears throat> versus oh they'll take care of it they'll figure it out and then you don't know who who's going to influence that for you of course you can be coach black doing things the right way and have won like what 22 straight first round playoff football games and have some knucklehead think that they've got a better idea than you but mm-hmm. but you can't control that but the more you're engaged the the better as you said dale the better chance you have to have it have the the standards, the ethics, the, the beliefs, the philosophies that you're looking for that you know will help you be successful, help those kids love the game uh, and get past that. They're in 13 year what is that? What's that national stat? 72% of kids quit youth sports yep. at the age of 13. Yep. Our goal is to yep. get, them, get them past that, still loving the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I think at the end of the day, too, I mean, I, I'm going to throw out a scenario here too that actually happened because we had a program involved with it they're wearing our school colors 
Yep. And, you know, if they've got Pella across their chest or Roosevelt or <clears throat> Kennedy Centennial, um, they're representing your school. And I had a call about a month ago um, from an AD um, and he had heard, well, there was actually, it started on social media. Um, we had a coach who had, had played this team or observed him, I guess they were at the same tournament. And he said, if my parents acted the way they acted, I would have kicked them all out of the gym. He put that on social media. So then there was a little bit back and forth, uh, between that other school and the, my coach a little bit. Um, and he really didn't back down. So then I got a call from the AD of that other school and uh, put him in touch with our coach because he was concerned because those parents were, they were representing that, that school, even though it was a club type of experience, uh, they weren't, you know, it was a tournament type deal and they, but they were still wearing their school (laughs) colors and had them on. So um, that's the thing, you know, you say, Dale, we, we don't control it much and we don't, that's the problem. Um, but I really admired this AD for wanting to try and find out because he knew those parents were going to be coming into his high school program and yep. he needed to try and get a handle on that a little bit yep. too. So, but then it's like, like I told him, I said, man, you know, it just seems like it never stopped because now we're going to start managing parents in the club club scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think if it's a smaller type, I don't know. It, it's that's a tough one because then we're managing things that are outside of the program, but yet those parents are going to be coming into our program, and we've got to at least start developing a relationship with them and try to get them to do it the right way too. So uh, I admired him for for doing it. And, and I'll, I'll, as my children are entering into the world, some of you've got kids going out of the world as far as club and that stuff. My kids, I'm just getting started into it, so. Uh, having a third grader and, and that kind of stuff. I think the best thing we can do as ADs is modeling our sideline behavior is I just want to sit and watch my kid play and, and just be like, this is fun. Mm-hmm. I got no responsibilities. I've got nothing to worry about. I know some guys getting paid 20 bucks to referee the game or whatever. Uh, and just, I, I think people, people notice, uh, or that's our way to help people notice is just, is how we behave while we're watching our own kids. Yep. Uh, and, and, you know, or, or just talking to our own families on our own, on our own team say, Hey, you know, we're not, we're not about this. Let's just, let's just let it go. Um, and, and, you know, realize what we're, what we're doing. So, uh, as, as ADs with kids, I think, I think people look at us and see how we react to things and see, and see what's okay. You know, if we're jumping and hooting and hollering about a call and getting all of a rough, they're going to think that's okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to do it. So, um, as a parent, I got, I get that in the back of my head of how am I acting? Yep. Good point. Yep. You know, one of the things Todd, I think we can, we can really do too, whether it's us as ADs or encourage our coaches to do is try to get our youth coaches, our feeder program coaches involved in, in our meetings. Um, I've done it a few times. Like when I had Rod Olson come in uh, a few years back and, and I was, and I was having to speak to my, my, my coaching staff, the high school coaching staff, I invited all the youth programs. I got to hold all the youth leaders, and I said, hey, tell your coaches to come. Here's when Rod's coming. He's speaking. I know that a lot of my coaches do that. They'll invite, them. They'll invite the youth coaches to their parents' support group meetings, or they'll invite them to their preseason kind of let's get the ball rolling meetings um, just so that those coaches are seeing how our high school, the youth coaches seeing how our high school coaches are doing it, how they're talking, how they work with kids um, so that they're – they're mentoring and, and giving that professional don't, I mean, these guys are, they're, I mean, they've got real jobs and, you know, they're accountants and they're lawyers and they're doctors and they're, they're, you know, uh, I picked the job. They're, they've got all these other professions and then they're, they're leaving that at four thirty to go coach the kids at night. They don't have education backgrounds. They're not reading coaching journals. So as much as we can help our coaches or us as ADs invite these youth coaches to come and sit in on what we're talking about, uh, will help our cause an awful lot as well. Invite them to practice too. Yep. I, I credit to our coaches. They've invited our youth coaches to come sit and watch practices. Uh, and even if, if, uh, if some of the little kids can make it, they just kind of sit in the stands and they just watch what a practice is all about. And 
and see what some of the drills they're doing. So I, I credit our coaches for doing that as well as showing yeah. them what's going on at practice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. I, I think that, I mean, I, I hear us talking a lot. I think our head coaches really can control a lot. Um, but I think it's great too, Aaron, that like if we're doing something for coaches that we, whether it's the individual coaches or whether it's the youth programs, we let them know when we're bringing some special things in. Um, one of the things I found interesting when I was um, getting some discussions going at Green County uh, for next year, and I was talking about 3D coaching and, and doing some professional development that way. And um, one of the community, community members asked me, was well, that just for – immediate school coaches or could that be for youth coaches? And I said, yeah, it's for anybody. It'll be for anybody who wants to come. Um, because I, I, and I found that interesting because I think we probably have a lot of good youth coaches who would take advantage of that, um, who are doing it for the right reasons. I think we've got a lot of youth coaches who are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. It's yeah. just the loud ones, the ones who aren't and are trying to win a third grade championship yeah. Uh, they're the ones that are getting the most attention. Yeah. But I think we've got to at least be reaching out to our youth coaches and youth programs and offering those opportunities to them. Yeah. And, and I agree. And I don't want to get off this topic without, I think we'd all agree with you, Todd. We've 98% of our parents out there who are volunteering their time and their weekends to try to influence these kids through a sport they loved as a kid. Hats off to them. We've got great ones. We really, really do. Yeah. 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 Well, I hear one. I hear one real consistent theme, and that is head coaches. And uh, but I think uh, you know I've heard too that I, I think as ads because that's kind of where Ryan's question was maybe coming from. What can we do to encourage it? I think we start to treat those programs like they're all our own um, if we can. And I think maybe that's easier in a in a smaller community sometimes. And I'm considering Pella a smaller community. You know, Bondurant, Farrar, I think we need to start embracing those programs. It's kind of like parents. Um, you know, parents aren't going away. We got to have them on board for our programs to be successful. And it's, it's just like the youth programs. They aren't going anywhere. But we've got to try and have a relationship with them um, to make all of our programs better. Um, and not just say, well, that's their thing. They're going to do it. And then when we get them, we get them. Now, I think we need to start bringing those under us a little bit too. And uh, Dale, I think you got a lot of good things going there in Pella. And uh, I think you your coaches are doing a good job. Um, obviously, that's coming from you too. So hats off to you guys down there in Pella. I appreciate it very much. Absolutely. Yeah. Our, our, a lot of people behind the scenes doing a lot of work. Yeah but you're leading it too. So good job on that. Um, well, Hey, let's anything else. I'm, we're just going to leave that. I think we've kind of hit everything we need to on that. Um, but anything else coming from you guys that you want to share with that, that you want to get out there before we kind of leave that and close this thing up. I'll step in and just say with, with the power that we have on social media, you know, I follow, we all follow several organizations that maybe parents aren't aware of. You know, whether it be Coach AD Magazine or Pella or, or uh, you know, the youth coalitions and whatnot, there's just articles and things that we can put out in front of people's faces um, to give them some food for thought when they're working with youth sports. Great point. Great point. And, and I shared a little bit, and I, I'll, I'll tap into that too. Um, I was just looking through some things. The, the National Alliance for Youth Sports, you know, and whether that's, that's just another resource where they can get some free training, nays.org. But it, it struck me when I read, uh, I was reading on their website, and I, I just read this, and I'll just share this. More than 30 million children participate in organized youth sports programs each year in the United States. And there is little consistency from one youth sports organization to the next. Some youth sports programs are led entirely by volunteer parents, while others are led by professionals with extensive youth sports experience. So the goal of NAYS is to try and help. It's basically professional development for youth sports and youth sports coaches. Um, 
they offer free resources. You know, I, I was looking on NFHS Learn too. Uh, there are resources there that maybe we should be offering to some of these youth coaches and youth organizations. Um, are we training them on concussions? Are they, are that part of their training? If they're doing football or wrestling or anything like that. Um, so any of those resources that we have, and I think Dale, that, that's exactly right with social media. Um, uh, we get it out there. Um, Scott, you taught with Jeff Beeson uh, a little bit at the national and, yeah. and, uh, I heard him say he manages six different Twitter accounts. I couldn't believe yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> But he's a warrior, is one man. of them like for youth? Is one of them a youth a youth deal? Is he's doing uh, too? They had a they had a they had a Glenwood Action Committee uh, Twitter site that he was running to uh, pass a bond referendum. So okay. Well, I think anything, and I think that's a good point. Anything we can put out there that's positive about youth sports, coaching, being a parent. Um, you know, I, I think that's good. I think we need to do that. Um, Anything else from any of you guys before we leave this? Dale just got me thinking about it. I'm, I'm one of the things I'm going to do is, you know, I try once a week, once every other week or so, if I come across an article that I think fits our, our philosophy, our vision and mission, I'll send that out to the head coach and say, hey, here's something for you to think about. Mm-hmm. Why aren't I including the director of my boys' basketball feeder program, my volleyball feeder program, wrestling feeder program? Why, why wouldn't I be including them in that if it's what we believe reinforces our philosophy? I, I I, that's a great idea, Dale. I'll pick up on that and try to add them to those yeah. types of emails yeah. I send out as well. That's a good point to the emails. I'm just doing social media yeah. retweet stuff, but yeah, just to add, we've all got our, our listserv of coaches, add them to your listserv and send it out together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they'd really appreciate it. Um, like I said, 98% of them, they'd, they'd be all over it. And I think if they're directors of that, they would appreciate any help. I think sometimes we, we fear, that, oh, they aren't going to want it. They don't want to hear from me. They're, but I think deep down they do, and uh, we kind of dismiss it before we even give it a chance. Yeah. So maybe let's give it a chance. Well, we're going to end today. I, I came across this yesterday. Yesterday was on, it was National Student Athlete Day, and you know, and I thought, what a it just got me thinking about what we do and how we've done it and all the, the young people that I've interacted with in 34 years doing this coaching and being an AD. And, uh, it just, this is a positive way to end this. No doubt. I think we've had a great podcast, but you you guys just, just think about that student athlete day and all the positive kids that you've been able to interact with and how, you know, they've kind of touched your lives and let's just end thinking about that and talking about that each of us a little bit. Aaron, why don't you take that? Uh, you know, I saw that yesterday and I, I've got to admit, I've never come across that before. Um, I either. So uh, I was kind of taken back by that yesterday. I saw oh, St- national student athlete day and I'm, I'm doing nothing for it. So it's on my calendar now is I got a plan for that next year moving forward. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll, Right. I'll, I'll talk, I guess I'll talk about it from this standpoint. So um, we had our, our third and final pep assembly on Friday, had our spring summer pep assembly Friday. And man, I dread the week going into in the pep assembly. It's just, it's, it's extra work on top of the regular stuff you got going on. And, it, and it's, I'm like, Oh, pep assembly week. And, and, and you just start to get that negative feel to it. Um, but it's centered around our activities and it's centered around the students that are in our athletic programs and our fine arts programs. And we spend 90 minutes on Friday celebrating the, the work they did in the wintertime and anticipating the work they're going to do in the springtime and the influence and the impact they're going to have on our school. And I'm just dreading the extra work it's going to take to put it together. But by the time I get to 845 on pep assembly day and the 15 to 1800 kids are in the gym and they're all jazzed up about celebrate all the stuff. I just, I sit back, I look at it. And I'm like, man, what a tremendous opportunity we have to be engaged in something that has such a positive culture, uh, influence of culture on our kids, on our staff, on our community. Um, and then how much we get back from that. I'm just watching their faces, watching them engage in the pep assembly and seeing the fun they're having with one another. Uh, and I'm like, man, what a, 
what a great office for the day that was. And so I guess I've, I've, I've thought about that a little bit today um, with it being student athlete day. And just when you step back and look at the bigger picture of what that really means uh, to these kids, it's, it's awfully fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess I'll, I'll jump in on that too is, is I know it's student athlete day, but what, when Aaron, when you were just talking about your assembly, um, our, our jazz band, uh, I'll put a plug in for them. Uh, we're just uh, always we're good. Just, we're, we're we're just state champions, and and so we like to do a, a recognition assembly after after the, those types of events for any activity. And you know, you, you hear that where you got you, you alter your schedule, you alter your school day, and things like that. And I'm sure people are like, well, okay, you know, I got to change this and change that. But for, there's a lot of people that just never got to see them play, and and do what they do. And that assembly, they got to perform, and I mean, it was just it was so exciting to see them perform and to see the reactions that they got. It kind of gave you some chills and just, and that just kind of realizes, you know, that this is what you're doing it for. Um, and, and, and just, yeah, you, you think about all the work, the things that goes into it. while, while my, me personally, I didn't have to do a lot of work to get ready for that event. It was, it was still, it's just, you know, an opportunity to display what is good about your school district. Amen. Uh, yeah, I guess I would just wrap that up in, in, with this. Um, I think a lot of times we just get so bogged down with the, the day-to-day stuff like Aaron was talking about that we probably don't celebrate um, the accomplishments of our kids enough. Um, I think that's one great thing about social media that we can just shoot out a quick tweet or post something on Facebook or Instagram and just celebrate those awesome moments that when you do get those chill feelings, whether it's an assembly, whether it's at a basketball game or a concert or a musical, um, and you see kids doing awesome things, um, we just need to, to celebrate those times. And, and, you know, sometimes it feels like they're far, um, few and far between, but there's every single day in our schools, there, there's kids doing awesome things. And, and uh, we just need to be grateful and thankful for that and make sure that we're celebrating that as much as we possibly can. I agree. And that, uh, that was exactly how I was going to wrap it up, Scott. So well done. Um, <laughs> Great minds think alike, Todd. <laughs> no, I, I came across a video yesterday um, on Twitter and it was, it was a, is either principal or superintendent. I didn't, I didn't save it. I didn't, I don't think I even liked it, but I just watched the video and he's walking down his hallway and he was talking about just that is how we have great things happening in our school every single day. And we need to celebrate those things and make sure people know it. Um, and that was his challenge. And I guess I'll leave that challenge for all of us uh, who are doing this podcast and then who are listening is that let's celebrate the great things that our student athletes, our, our student activity people do every single day. Um, you know, if they give us chills, we need to pass those chills along. And uh, we've got an opportunity to do that. It's a great time to be an AD with social media and the different things that we can do with it. So uh, let's look for those little things every day. Let's look for them tomorrow. And let's just celebrate those one day at a time. So well done. Uh, guys, thank you. This has been great. And uh, I think we've uh, – it's just been good discussion. It was kind of, you know, nuts and bolts and – uh, the feeder programs and the youth sports and they're part of who we are. And uh, Dale, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, have a great spring down there in Pella. You're doing great work down there. Great programs and uh, um, obviously activities too. That, that jazz band has been powerful for many years. I was just, can I, can I ask him how many of you guys won? Cause Pella was winning state championships back when we were trying to beat, beat him back in the late eighties. So <laughs> this was, this was the 18th nice. state championship. Jeez. Man, live. So, quite same, director. same director. We've had, we've had some different ones. Yep. We've, we've, we've had different ones. Uh, I can't remember how long this current one's been here, probably six, seven years. Uh, but no, it's, it's just, it's just one of those things. It's just been tradition. It's just been, uh, you know, it's just, been, it's, it, 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 we're talking about youth programs. You, the, the kids see it growing up and they want to be a part of it. I was going to say from a program perspective, what's that look like? Um, 
they just know that's part of going to Pella. You're just going to be a part. You want to be a part of that. You want to be a part of it. There's just tradition. It's almost like, uh, yeah, it's, it's, you don't want to let it down, I guess. Yeah. And, and as long as you're doing it in a healthy way, uh, that's a good, that's a good expectation to have. Yeah. You must have some good people in the middle school then too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, great. Congratulations. And, uh, man, keep her going. Thanks, thanks, Dale. Thanks guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks guys. Well, Hey, everybody out there, have a great week. Uh, whether you're listening to this early in the week, late in the week, uh, whenever you, you turn this on and, and give us a listen, we appreciate you listening. Um, if you've got something you'd like us to talk about, uh, drop us a line at one of our email addresses at school or beyond the bench at gmail.com. If you've got something you want to send directly, I'll see that beyond the bench at gmail.com. And, uh, you know, we'll try and get it on. We've got a couple more that have, have reached out. We've got a couple topics coming um, that we'll work on. But uh, everybody out there, have a great week. And uh, keep doing what you're doing because you're making a difference. And that's what it's all about. So have a great week and be blessed.